Paul Mackey, an idiot with an extra day on his hands. On day 31, the final day of the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. Jack Mangan's podcast has had a loyal following over the years. Of course, Jack stopped producing regular episodes after number 288, The Deadpan Got Too Gross. That's Jack's math joke, not mine. Alongside the podcast itself, there was a very active message board on the website. In fact, there still is at jackmangan.com. I once worked a job that was basically manufacturing, duplicating, and printing burned CDs and DVDs, which often meant loading a bunch of raw media into machines and waiting for an hour or more for them to be burned and or printed, clearing errors if any. So I would amuse myself from time to time at the deadpan, writing a fictional version of the people hanging out at the board. So the protagonist, Jack Mangan, in name only, this Jack Mangan was single with no kids, Jack Mangan wound up moving to a small town, buying a local watering hole, and moving in upstairs. And various characters would work at the bar, called Jack Mangan's deadpan, of course, or move to town or travel through. The bar would gain a brewmaster and an awesome chef and become that perfect unattainable, a great bar with great food, drink, and atmosphere, but never all that noisy or crowded. Anyway, a while after Really Big Things ended, we real-life regulars at the deadpan message board noticed that the numbers of the podcast were in the 90s, and we put together Deadpan 100 with lots of content and assorted bits from various people. I believe someone called Amy Bowen debuted a serial called Questors of FPM in Deadpan 100, and I contributed Tales from the Deadpan Bar, The Death of Jack Mangan. It was a quiet day at the Deadpan Bar. The drought was on. Everything in the canyon was tinder dry. Hell, everything in the whole mountain range was tinder dry. As a consequence, all the campers were staying at home this summer, and the consequence to that was the almost entirely dead business up this end of the canyon. Jack Mangan slipped behind the bar and poured himself a Coke. The big industrial-strength air conditioner he had initially balked at repairing was now keeping the place cool as a tomb. But it was also quiet as a tomb. Business during the weekdays was so slow this summer that the kitchen had to stay dark during the days, and it was rare to see even locals out to the bar until well after sunset. Jack sighed and checked the clock on the wall. Yep, the last twenty minutes were indeed only five minutes long, apparently. It was time to close the doors. For the daylight hours, anyhow. Thomas had gone to the city to check on some hops due into his dealer today. Chris was out east with relatives, and it had been a couple of days since he'd seen the backup cook, old what's-his-name. As he was locking up, he heard car wheels crackling to a stop on the fresh oil and gravel job on Main Street behind him. He squinted in the bright sunshine and saw that Sheriff Brown was pulling up to the curb. "'Slow day?' "'Slow summer,' said Jack. "'Well, I can say for sure it'll cool down.' Jack brightened. "'Really? How soon?' It'll be cooler right around oh, September, give or take. Brian, you are a Class A smartass. That's Sheriff Class A smartass to you. Got afternoon plans? Jack shrugged. Thought maybe I'd get some water and a lunch and go hiking a bit. You know what's real pretty? The view up on old Sawback. The sheriff gestured to an outcropping above town. Jack was already shaking his head when Brian said, No, really. It's a walk more than a climb. There's a trail and some stairs. Jack breathed deep inside. The view was really worth the effort. He could see the whole town spread out a few hundred feet below him, and the breeze seemed minutely cooler. He was just finishing up his sandwich when a movement caught his eye. A largish rodent was waddling along toward him, looking up eagerly. 
Jack chewed the last meaningful bite of the sandwich, then flipped the remaining crust of bread to the creature who grabbed it up with its front paws and sat back on its haunches, nibbling away at the crust. Then suddenly, every last hair on the creature stood out. It was sort of comical, except Jack could feel his hairs prickling up as well. He spun around to see dark clouds creeping over the ridge. Then, he saw nothing. Jack moaned. He was flat on his back, looking up into bright sun. There was a scratching sound to his immediate left, and when he swiveled his head over, a giant rodent face filled his vision. Jack cried out and sat up sharply. The rodent looked him up and down. How do you feel, mentally? Jack blinked. Well, I thought I was doing pretty well, mentally. All the way up until the point a wolverine asked me how I felt, mentally. Marmot. Excuse me? I'm a fucking marmot, asshole. You ever seen a wolverine? Well... I didn't think so. You have a name? Jack. Jack Mangan. Well, Jack Mangan, I hate to break it to you, but you're dead. Dead? Yeah. Bolt of lightning. Sizzle fry. Dead. D-E-A-D. Dead. Smoking pile of... Okay, I get it. Good. So we're on the same page. Um... What? Well, smoking pile of... I mean to say, where's my body? Oh, you can't see it. Spares you some of the shock. It's hiding from you. Nice of it, I guess. It was the least it could do. So you're, what, a spirit guide? What, you suddenly start wearing a fucking headdress? Well, uh, no, I, I just thought... Oh, don't get all PC. I'm a marmot. It's not as if the terms like racist really apply. No, I'm here to offer you a bargain. Okay, shoot. If you go cross-country with me and help me kill a guy, I can set it up that we skew time around a bit to make sure you see the damn storm cloud building over the mountain in time to steer clear. Jack blew out a sigh. That sounds pretty far-fetched. Jack, look me in the eye. Good. I'm a fucking talking marmot. How is anything I say far-fetched? You make a good point. Darn tootin'. Okay, I'll go cross-country with you. Hot damn. Follow me. Quite some time later, Jack looked out the boxcar door at the countryside speeding by in the night. What did this guy do? Who? Asked the marmot, nestling into some dirty rags in the corner from some previous inhabitant of the car. The guy I have to kill? The marmot grunted. Look, if I'm killing him, I deserve to know why. The marmot sat up, pulled out a stub of a cigar and a Zippo lighter and put light to the cigar. Puffing slowly, he said, First, you're not killing him. You're just helping me kill him. Second, the reason why is so you can live again. Nuff said. Jack blinked as the acrid smoke stung his eyes. Well, is he a bad guy? You know what? Yeah, fucking bad. The guy is fucking bad. A federal fucking criminal, okay? Jack nodded silently. Now fucking try to sleep. We've got a long way to go. The Wisconsin sun was bright. Jack felt very achy from the long train ride and riding in various trucks, then finally walking to the place they now stood. A large fiberglass cow loomed over him. What are you doing? Trying to figure out how to activate the cow. Shut up. Jack looked from the marmot to the sign reading, Chatty Bell, the world's largest talking cow, press button for message, and back to the marmot. 
Jack cleared his throat. Tell me to push the fucking button, I dare ya. Jack cleared his throat again and said nothing. A very tall, thin, gray-haired man approached. Pardon me? Jack blinked. Me? Yes. The man looked at Jack, then to Jack's left, annoyance filling his features. No. No. That's your answer to everything. It's not... Oh, very well. The man picked up a large rock, and before Jack could react, swung it at Jack's head. Jack groaned. Somewhere he heard surf crashing. He was in a bed, and leaning over him was the gray-haired man who had knocked him out. Ah, good. You've awakened. Who am I addressing? Jack, croaked Jack. Jack Mangan. John was never as much of a troublemaker as you make out, the man snapped. A few seconds later, he said, You would do well to remember what station John comes from. As though re-noticing Jack on the bed, the man said, Various nasty glamours and spells have been used on you, Mr. Mangan. I'm not dead? No, Mr. Mangan. If you've been told you're dead, you have also been lied to. Damn marmot. Sending me to kill. The gray-haired man inhaled sharply. Ah, it is as I had feared. Another supposed assassin. What good are you? Jack was taken aback. Uh, I'm just a bar owner. I'm good for... Oh, sorry, not you, Mr. Mangan. I was talking to... Oh, never mind. Jack peered at the man but saw no Bluetooth headset or anything else to explain the odd one-sided conversation. Yes, yes, get a car at once to drive Mr. Mangan back to his place of origin. Jack stood on the main street in front of the deadpan bar, scratching several days of beard and watching the car disappear down the street. He rummaged in his pocket, found his keys, and turned to unlock the door. This concludes this tale from the Deadpan Bar, a commemorative episode in celebration of Deadpan 100. It was written and performed by the author Paul Mackey. Congratulations on reaching 100 episodes, Jack. Here's hoping for at least 100 more. Deadpan is the way. So, the cameo voice I'm sure you may have recognized was Wally the Woodchuck. He was pretty agreeable to do it. I realized that having a woodchuck play on Marbit is a bit problematic, but it was a different time, you know? These days we all realize there are perfectly talented marmots ready to take marmot roles. Anyway, I digress. We got a little peek back into Ivo's Grotto, complete with an unseen and unheard Eric in attendance. I didn't say it outright, and the characters might have seemed a bit odd to a random listener, but anyone who had listened to all of Really Big Things knew just who they were. So that's it. 31 days of podcasting is done. I invite everyone listening to the Master Feed to look up One Idget's Thoughts on and continue listening, or go to quadruplez.com and find me there, along with Idgetcast, the Ghostlight Podcast, and many other podcasts. Once more, I thank Tabs for all the assistance in setting up One Idget's Thoughts and making it searchable on many podcast platforms. Thank you to Craig Stepp for developing the Dog Days concept and keeping it running, and thanks to all the other participants. I've had a great time listening along every day. Okay, next time you hear from me on my own feed, I'll be starting the new shows Marvel What If and Roswell. Oh, and I'm going to try a new sign-off. They're probably not watching you, but don't worry, I'm watching them.
You have been listening to the One Idiot's Thoughts on podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with QuadrupleZ.com. Theme music is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by permission from him. If you would like to hear other podcasts by me, you might try The Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast about the TV series Slings and Arrows, or Idgetcast, an intro cast for the TV series Supernatural. Both can be found on fine podcasting listening software everywhere or at quadruplez.com. I'm just a butt, so are we.